Hey there. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Lakeside. I'm your host, Daniel Stombaugh, and I'm glad you're here with me today. We are going to have a transformational day today. We're going to take the next few minutes and talk about our identity in Christ, that is who we are in him and who we are to him. And this is powerful because identity brings purpose. Let's get started. Psalm in chapter 2 and verse number 7, and this has been kind of a, a, a this chapter 2 has really, really started to take off um, as far as it started off right off the bat with some pretty amazing stuff as far as the aspects and dynamics of our relationship with God. And, you know, when you start to learn more and more about God's love for you, um, it's like a diamond, literally. When you take a diamond and you turn it around and you kind of rotate it in front of a light or, or, or underneath of a light, all the different facets take place and it causes a different sparkle. And so when you think of uh, God's love for you, it's like that diamond that you're turning around over and over and over again, and it is causing aspects and causing things to come into play that you never uh, were aware of before. So asking the Holy Spirit to wake you up to God's love is amazing, and it's a powerful thing. And so uh, we're looking at uh, episode number 20 here. We're going to take Song of Solomon chapter 2 and verse number 7, and I'm going to read the verse with for you, and then we're going to just jump right into the lyrics and the melody and then get right to the message. Uh, the lyrics and, and the melody are powerful. The message is even more so. And so we won't let ourselves get distracted on the lyrics or the melody, and we want to instead keep our focus on the message. So chapter 2 and verse number 7 says this, I charge you, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, by the rose and by the hinds of the field, that ye stir not up, nor awake my love, till he please. Now this is the shepherd girl speaking, and she's speaking, we need to ask ourselves who she's speaking to, and what she's saying, and what she's talking about, and in order to understand all of this. So in the scene of the story, we find the king and his bride have just been intimate. I mean, the last uh, episode talked about um, the left hand and the right hand, and we saw that intimacy taking place between the two. And so in this scene of the story, we found the king and the bride have just been intimate with each other, and now he is lying sleeping uh, next to her. Now remember, the banquet house was different. It was different than that what we're, we're used to. When I say have guests come over to the table and come over to eat at my house, I'm fully aware they're in front of me. We're all there together and we're all interacting. But when the king had someone come to him uh, to eat, he literally had his his table would have been set like a skybox in a stadium. It would have been set up uh, on the wall in an elevated position. It would have been sunk back in like an alcove, and it was full of couches and pillows and things for the king to be in, and you knew it was his box because you had the, the name was over that top of that alcove. The name of Solomon and his crest uh, would have been over that, and so they would have been fairly hidden from the guests if they wanted to be, and so they, you didn't sit in chairs. You reclined on couches, and so it made what just happened a lot easier to to, uh, to take in um, that this uh, this is just taking place and for us to understand um, in to set up that setting. So he's lying asleep next to her and she has woken up and now and she is watching him sleep or if she ever did go to sleep, but she is watching him sleep. She watches him breathe and. She watches his chest rise and fall. And remember, it's communication, expression, and rest. And we see that cycle over and over and over again. So we had communication. Then we had this strong expression uh, that took place on Solomon's part towards the, the shepherd girl. And now we have resting. And so this is the part we meditate on, and we really take time to really think about what's being said here. And she is determined. You know, you read this verse, and she says, I charge you. Now, charging is not a request. It's not a plea. It's a command. 
as your queen, I charge you, I command you, that you don't wake him up. You don't stir him, you don't bother him, and he doesn't wake up until he wants to. And she was determined to protect his rest. She was the last thing that uh, he saw as he drifted off to sleep, and she was determined to be the very first thing he saw when he opened his eyes up and when he woke up. And what stands out to me about this beautiful, beautiful scene that brings to mind is this message that she is comfortable enough in her level of relationship with him that there can be rest. I think the most important test of any relationship is to ask, is there rest? Is there rest in this relationship? Or am I struggling to keep this thing alive? Is it me fighting and me constantly struggling to make this happen? Or are we okay? Are we okay to just be? The ultimate test of any relationship is the question, is there any rest? Am I secure enough in this relationship to find a place of rest? The more you understand the full measure of God's love for you, and and really the whole goal of these podcasts, this series of podcasts, and the whole goal of um, the book, Solomon's Song, the 90-day devotional, the whole goal of that is to help the believer understand that you are in a place of rest. Your relationship and your position with God is secure, and you can just rest. I remember growing up in church hearing the preachers preach, and I, I grew up in, in the Midwest, and we had tent revivals all the time, and, and I remember going to those as a young boy and hearing these guys preach, and they were what you call windsuckers. They were these preachers that could, they would just never stop. I mean, they just keep going like a, an Energizer bunny, man. They would just, <laughs> you put the quarter in, and they would go, and they would just, they'd scream themselves hoarse, and you just sit there and just, whoa, you know, listen to them. But I mean, I remember without fail, most of them, had this in common. In somewhere in their message, they talked about heaven. Like they talked about going up there with the streets of gold. And uh, you forgive me, but ever since I was a little kid, I can't tell a story without being the voice because um, I just always have that been that way. It was never, hey, mom, grandpa said, uh, go get your mom. It was, hey, mom, grandpa said, hey, go get your mom. You know, it's like you just got to talk like them. So I remember hearing these guys preach, and they'd be, man, their voices were all be, I'd say, well, bless God, I can't wait to get up into heaven, amen. And when I get there, I'm going to sit beside the crystal streams and fish. Glory to God. I'm going to fish until I can't fish no more. And I would just sit there like, what? You're taking a chance that there's going to be fish up in heaven. And you're going to get up there and want to fish, and God's going to say, what are you talking about, fish? Man, I gave you a planet to fish on. <laughs> I gave you 70 years. 70 plus. <laughs> you mean to tell me you didn't fish at all? What were you working What were you waiting on? And they would preach about heaven. My point is being this, they'd preach about heaven. And the main goal of heaven was not so I could see Christ. What came across was, I can't wait to get to heaven so I could just rest. <laughs> I mean, I just want to stop moving for a minute. But they would always say, man, the devil doesn't have a day off. Like they had access to his daytimer. The devil doesn't have a day off. I got it. And I'm not, I'm not downplaying the, their zeal and their tenacity and their love for God. But I'm just saying that, you know, it's, it's a question of rest. Can I rest in my relationship? Am I, am I secure in the fact that God is okay with me? God made peace with me. Romans 5, 1 says we have been made peace. Uh, he's made peace with me through the Lord Jesus Christ. And am I, is there rest in that relationship? The more you understand the full measure of God's love for you, the more you understand he is perfectly at 
peace with you. Romans 5, 1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we exalt in the hope and the glory of God. Now, I am all for uh, living from Jesus. I'm all for operating from Jesus. And when God stirs you, always Spirit stirs you, I'm all for you getting up and moving in the Spirit as God directs you and as God moves you and being busy with God. I'm all for that. But understand this, that I'm not busy and I'm not living from Jesus so that he'll be okay with me. I'm not doing things with God so that I'll be okay with him and that he'll bless me and he'll give me good things and he'll do good things by me because I did him a solid, now he does me a solid. I scratch his back, he scratches mine. That's not how God works. Blessing is simply empowerment. It is an empowerment to do what God has given me the purpose to do. And God has put me on his life for a purpose, and he blesses me, not because I'm good. God blesses me because he is good. He blesses me, and he, that is his empowerment of me to in order to walk in the gifts and callings that he has given to me without repentance. He says, Daniel, I put you on this earth to do a purpose, and I'm going to empower you to complete that purpose. I don't call you unless I equip you, and the blessing is the equipping of that calling. And so he's at peace with me. He rests in us. And this is the ultimate test of a relationship, asking ourselves, can I trust him enough to rest in us and rest in what he is to me? Can you rest in God in what he is to you? Or do you have to stir? Do you have to wake it up? Do you have to, hey, 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 got to stay busy? No, no, no. It's okay. We got this. He's okay with me. He's okay with me. Whenever I'm rattled in my security, in God's heart, and whenever you get rattled in your security of God's heart and his affirmation of you, take the time to think about how he chose to extend me and extend you in invitation into his palace chamber. I challenge you today to be calm and to relax in his contentment in you. You are exactly what he has always wanted, and he is pleased with you. Ma'am, <laughs> yes, I just called you ma'am. You are his daughter, and he is pleased with you. Sir, you are his son, and he is well pleased with you. Man, we look at it, I gotta do all this stuff so I can hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Man, he says that to the yielded life, not to the busy life, not to the one that's striving to do all these things in his name. What good does that do if you don't even know him? Many will say in that day, we, didn't we do this and do this and do this? I never knew you. You know, there's something about being able to operate and rest in God. And I love the fact that he said, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My burden is easy. It's light. The yoke was not a plowing yoke. It was not this thing with oxen. It's just me and Jesus plowing up the fields. 
the yoke was a, and that's what the rabbis called their interpretation of the law. And the, the rabbi was allowed his own yoke. He was allowed his own interpretation to teach to his disciples. And Jesus said, take my yoke, take my interpretation of what I've done. The law was designed to bring you to the point where you were destroyed. It killed you. It was designed to kill you and bring you to the point where you have to acknowledge that you needed me. And I didn't come to destroy that law. I didn't come to do away with it. I came to fulfill it. Like, I'm the fulfillment of this thing, man. I have fulfilled this for you. You are at rest with me. You are at peace with me, and you stand in this faith. I have made peace with you through my sacrifice on Calvary, and it's awesome to me because I, I want to just challenge you today and challenge you. Every event, man, just to relax. Breathe deep. Focus on the fact that God chose to extend an invitation for you into his personal chamber. You can rest. He brought you in the palace further than anyone else has been. He brought you past the kitchen. He brought you past the dining room. He brought you past the court. He brought you past the courtyard. He brought you into his chamber. The entire dynamic of your relationship changed the very day that you chose to accept his invitation. Relax. Breathe deep. Stop trying to be good enough. Rest in him and rest in what you are to him. The more you rest in who you are to him, the more it stirs you to live from him. Man, it's not a, well, if I just, I have one pastor tell me, says, Daniel, if I were to tell my people how much God loves them, they would stop coming to church. They would stop, I can't tell them that God loves them this much. If I were to tell them this much, he said, man, they would stop doing stuff around here. I disagree. Man, the more that you love Jesus, the more that you understand who he is and the more you adopt him as a source, it's not I don't have to use fog, fear, obligation, and guilt. Most, most people use a fog machine when they open the Bible, and they, they may not have an electronic one, but it's fear, obligation, and guilt. Let me present Jesus to you. Since, since Jesus died on the cross for you, shouldn't you dot, 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 fill in the blank, and let me get you uh, to be a better bride. Here's six ways to be a more attractive bride. Here's six ways to make the king love you more. <laughs> it's like, really? No, he loves me. He loves me. He's okay with me. Man, if he wants something changed about me, he's going to show it to me, and he's going to teach me. The Holy Spirit inside of me is going to teach me how to change. He's going to teach me how to transform. He's going to teach me how to drop these weights. He's going to teach me how to pick up and put on the whole armor of God. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. Man, he's your instructor. He leads you into all truth. Man, he loves you. And he, the timing of every event that has opened your eyes to him has been absolutely perfect. Everything's been taken care of. There's nothing that has been left unfinished in regards to salvation. You simply rest. Rest in him. I challenge you today to think about the chamber. Think about the fact that he brought you there. I challenge you to read Romans 5.1, to go find Romans 5.1. Find it on your app, on your phone, um, find it in your Bible. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1, to read it several times. Uh, I would suggest about seven times. Read it through seven times slow and think about what it is that you're reading as you read it. Break it down in your mind and think about that as you read it. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1. It's a challenge. It's a call. It's a reminder to me that it's okay to rest, that my relationship with God is secure, not because of anything I have done or anything that I left undone. My relationship with God is secure because of what he has done. God loves me for who 
whose I am, not for who I am. God loves me because of himself, man. It's his behavior that brought me into the courtyard. It's his behavior that brought me into the kitchen. It's his behavior that brought me past the galleries. It's his behavior that brought me into his personal chamber. And it's his behavior that keeps me there, not my behavior. His behavior made you close, not your behavior. God bless you. Man, I hope you have a fantastic day today. We're going to talk about the voice tomorrow and the voice of God. When you hear God's voice, how do I hear it, so to speak? How do I tune that sucker in, man? How do I hear the voice of God? It's amazing. Once you hear God's voice to you, um, you'll decide right then, with the minute you do, that you don't want to ever have another day without it. So well, that's next time on, on uh, Lakeside on episode 21 coming up next time. So thank you so much for being with me today. God bless you. Hope you have a fantastic day today. Make sure you give away your smile today. Your smile is your source, and the world is hungry for your source. God's given you so much. Now go give it out.